Welcome to The Will Evans Show, a podcast that is meant to teach you everything you did not learn in school. Today, we're going to be talking about how to buy a car with cash, and then I'm going to coach you up. Let's go. So we're going to be talking about how to buy a car, but before we get into that, I want to talk about the car industry, because when I was uh, doing some research on this, it kind of surprised me, and I guess I never really thought about it, but do y'all know how many cars there are on the road? Ben, do you have a a guess? No idea. Come on, just ballpark a number. 500 million. 500 million. There's actually only 275 million cars on the road. So, which I guess that kind of makes sense when you think about babies, because babies aren't going to have a car. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But I, I thought I was kind of with Ben. I was like, man, I, I thought there was going to be close to five hundred million as well. Um, but yeah, two hundred seventy-five million cars on the road, and for most people, your car is going to be the second largest purchase that most people have, and. That is what uh, Joanne from Toyota says as well, is that, hey, she and she's the vice president of sales at Toyota Financial Services Group, uh, Joanna Dean. She says a new car is the second largest purchase for most people. And then she says, given the transaction prices and vehicle prices today, financing is required to buy these vehicles. And just to throw that out there, I think that's bull crap. I think that's wrong. More on that later. Um, but yes, it, for most people it is because you think if you want, for those of you moms out there that want your mom car of a Tahoe or an Expedition, a brand new one of those is $100,000. I mean, some people that, like my grandparents, that's probably how much their first house was. Or their first house was probably less than that, honestly. Uh, and people are buying that in a car. So, I mean, it makes sense. It, it can be one of your largest purchase you will ever make is a new car. And of those 275 million cars on the road, 100 million of them have a car loan out. And last week we talked about student loans, right? Student loans total $1.6 trillion. Uh, there's $1.6 trillion of student loan debt. And... I was doing research on cars, and I've talked about cars and how to uh, buy a car cash, but I've never come across this stat. And there is $1.5 trillion in car loans. So in America, right now, in September of 2023, we have $1.6 trillion of student loan debt, $1.5 trillion of car loans, and over a trillion dollars of credit card debt. Apparently, our country is filled with debt. And so far in 2023, we've talked about this on the show as well, and it's actually gone up since then. And the average new car monthly payment, or the average monthly payment for a new car is now $725. And uh, for a used car, it is five hundred and sixteen dollars a month, and this is all. This is from a uh, report that Experian did, and 
uh, last year in 2022, Experian said the average car payment was $650. So it is up $75 a month in 2023 so far. And 516 for a used car is 2% higher from the year prior, says Experian. And so when you think about buying a car, how does you, what is the image or the uh, picture that you paint when it comes to your experience in buying a car? For most people, they usually don't have a very good experience. Something went wrong or they didn't get what they wanted or, uh, or they felt rushed. Uh, and one person said that they felt rushed and that they didn't, they didn't have a good experience. They were rushed out the door and they said Americans don't typically cast their car buying experiences in a positive light. Uh, Sean Miller, he says, it was a very quick process and I did feel like they just wanted me to sign up the bottom line as quickly as possible and get me out of the door. He took out a car loan in 2019. And here, here's, here's one thing when it comes to buying a car. These salesmen sometimes are not the brightest. And look, if you're a car salesman, I, I don't want to step on your toes, but there are some people in the car industry they get a bad rep because they can be seen as uh, someone that does not have the best interests for the buyer. And it's true. I felt that when I when I bought my clunker, they definitely didn't care about me. They didn't care about me, my interest or nothing because I wasn't spending $100,000. I was only spending $5,000 on a car. They just wanted me to sign the bottom line, get me out of there. The whole thing took less than an hour for me to buy my car. Because they just wanted me to get me out of the door. They don't, they don't always treat you right. And that's how most people view, uh, that's how they view their experience at a car, a car lot. And here, here's one thing that I want to break down for you. When most people get a car loan, they end up being upside down on that car loan. And from the same dude, Sean Miller, he said he ended up being upside down to where he was at a ten dollars to $15,000 loss if he were to sell it. And most of the clients I meet with, that's the same thing. They're having to roll negative equity into a new car and then they're just stuck with a thirty dollars to $40,000 car loan and the car is only worth $15,000. So this prevents you from doing other things because you are you, you can't sell your car to get rid of the car loan. So and look, that's what I did. When I realized how much of an idiot I was being to have a car loan, I sold that car and bought me a cheap, reliable car that got me from A to B. And let me make this clear. I bought a 2003 Toyota Highlander, and yes, I said it was reliable. There's a misconception out there that when you go to buy an old car, that it has to be brand new, or when um, 
and th- this is this is going to step on some people's toes but when you have a you have a kid you have to get a mom car and a big SUV because a, a, a Toyota Camry can't have a car seat in it yes it can uh, don't 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 give me that yes a Toyota Camry can have a car seat you don't have to get a Tahoe you don't have to get an Expedition you don't have to do any of that just to have a mom car the only car that you need to have is a car that you can pay cash for and here's here's where I really want to let you in on a secret on what you're missing out. Because I, I firmly believe that a, a car payment is keeping the middle class broke. Because middle class, they're, they're making good money, and then they just think, oh, I need a new car. Or uh, my, my friends that have student loan debt, what's the one thing that people do when they get out of school? Most of the time, what do they do? They go and buy a new car. And then here's what I see on my Instagram feed. Just made my first big boy or big girl purchase. And that is a load of crap. Because you know what you just got? You just wasted millions of dollars because you are now starting the trend that I'm always going to have a car payment for the rest of my life because that is just what Americans do. We just have a car payment. And that is not true. You cannot live that way. Because let's look, let's take the average. So some people are paying more, but let's just take the average, $725 a month. If you put that just into an S&P 500 fund for 30 years, you get a 10% return. That is $1.6 million. dollars one6 that's what you're wasting when you have a car payment. Let's go to a used car, 516 a month for 30 years at a 10% return is $1.1 million. That is what you are throwing away when you have a car payment. When you think that you deserve a new car, you don't deserve anything. So, the question now is, well, how, how do I buy a car? Well, here's the ground rules. First things up, cash only. You are not going to take out a loan. You're not going to get a lease. You're not going to do any of that. Cash only. Another rule of thumb, less than 50, 50% of your income should be tied up in cars. So if you and your wife have a $100,000 uh, income, household income, your car should not total more than $50,000. And really, guys, you don't need $50,000 worth of cars. Like They are a depreciating asset. And another thing with cars, especially, look, I don't think you will ever catch me buying a brand new car. Because the minute it drives off the lot, do you know what that car is? A used car. Why wouldn't I just buy a car that had 2,000, 3,000, 10,000 miles on it. I mean, you're going to get like a 10% haircut off the top just because somebody didn't like it and brought it back. Because the moment you drive it off the lot, it is a used car. So again, you probably not going to catch me buying a brand new car. It's not worth it to me uh, because cars are depreciating assets. They do not go up in value. No matter what we've seen in the past few years with COVID and the pandemic and the supply chain of cars, and used cars actually being worth something, 
they are still a depreciating asset. But when it comes to buying, guys, you got to learn to haggle. I know some of you are shaking in your boots when I said that, but you got to learn to haggle with the salesman. Whatever that looks like, it may be, I mean, when you go in there, you never want to tell them how much you have to spend because they're going to try to get you to spend that. But look, here's what I did. I'll tell you what I did with my car. I knew that I didn't want to spend more than $6,000 on this new car because I got, I got, uh, I paid off the loan and I think I had 10, I think I had $10,000 left over after I paid off the loan after I sold my 2019 Honda Accord. And I knew that I don't want to spend more than $6,000 because I wanted to pay off some of some student loans with the remainder of that money. So I was going to spend $6,000, went into the dealership, and I was haggling with the guy. And again, remember, I did this all in under an hour. I threatened to walk out because he couldn't get down to my number. I said, hey, I, my walkout number is $5,400. I cannot spend more than $5,400. Whatever you have to do to get it to $5,400, we do that, and I'll sign right here. He's going back. He said, okay, well, how about 57 No, I can't do that. He'll go back to his, his manager back in the room. Okay, I, I got him down to $5,500. And again, I wanted fifty-four. dollars I said, hey, man, I, I, I just I don't think it's going to work. Um, but hey, here's my number. Give me a call if you're able to get it down to 54. And he said, no, actually, we could do 54. And I signed the dotted line right there. Do not be afraid to walk out. You have walkout power when it comes to cars because these car salesmen, they work on commission basis. So if you, if you don't buy a car, they don't get any money. So you have walkout power. Always leave your, your number for them to call you back because it may be, hey, you walk out, and two or three days later, they call you back and say, hey, I can actually get you to whatever your number is. And look, I ended up spending less than what I wanted to in the first place, all because I had walkout power and I haggled with them. Another thing that you want to do to in preparation for buying a car is doing a sinking fund. So you know, okay, I want to spend $7,000 on a car. So that means that uh, if I want to do it, if I want to have $7,000 in a year, you would just do $7,000 divided by 12. You need to be saving $583 a month for that new car. And guys, why wouldn't you want to pay a car payment to yourself versus the bank that has interest, it can sometimes have fees. And if something happens financially that you don't, you can't make that car payment, you're just doing it to yourself. It's just, hey, you're going to have to add in one extra month on the back end. So that's what you're doing. You're setting aside money for future expense with a sinking fund for your car. And I I don't know if this is, I hope this, um, I can land the plane with this. Um, when it comes to getting a new car, I call it the ladder effect. I don't know if it actually works or if that's actually a good, uh, I know it works. I don't know if that's the right name. I should probably come up with a better name for it, but I call it the ladder effect because we all have that dream car that we want, right? And so what the ladder effect is, is that if you, 
for me, I have a $6,000 or a $5,500 car right now. Um, it's probably worth less. But what I'm doing is I'm setting aside money now for a new car. I'm paying a car payment to myself. And I'm then going to sell that car. So I have whatever my car is worth, probably $3,000, $4,000 now. And then I'm, if I set aside $7,000, I now can have a $10,000 car. Have that car for a couple years. It's probably worth $7,500. But this whole time I've been saving, I can now get a $15,000 car. This is what the ladder effect is. You're gradually getting going up in car by setting aside money for yourself, but you never have a car payment. And all while you're doing this, you are in control of your money. You're in control of your budget. You decide how much you can save for that new car. And if you're like me, look, my next, my next car I want, I want to get me a truck. I'm not going to be getting me a brand new truck. It's just not going to happen because I, I can't. I can't stomach the fact that I could be having a $30,000 depreciating asset that goes down in value when I can get me a $15,000 truck and it's going to run just fine. It's going to be nice. It's going to be a lot better than the car I have now. But the loud effect, you're gradually going up in car. And I'm telling you, a car payment is keeping the middle class broke. You have to get rid of your car payment. You got to quit when you graduate. For those of you that are about to graduate or that have just graduated, do not fall for the trap of getting a brand new car. This is not your first big girl or big boy purchase because you didn't purchase it. The bank owns it. That car dealership still owns it. You didn't buy nothing. You bought a depreciating asset that is going to go down in value and you're paying them for the next three to six years. Don't do it. Don't fall for that trap because it is the it is keeping the middle class broke. You're listening to The Will Evans Show. Hey guys, it's Will. I know this show is all about what you didn't learn in school, but for some of you, you need a little more personalized help, and that's what Evans Financial Coaching is. I specialize in helping people pay off debt and build wealth. If this is you, I've put my contact info in the show notes, so please reach out. I'm here to help you. Evans Financial Coaching, creating paths to financial freedom. Welcome back to The Will Evans Show. We've been talking about how to buy a car in cash and also all the money that you are throwing away if you have a car payment. But uh, before we get on to our question today, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you like, share, subscribe? Please uh, help me out by putting this on your story on Instagram, on Facebook. Let's get the word out there on uh, what we're doing, what we're talking about. And so, just, I mean, if you're finding value in the show, that that would be a huge help for me is for you to just share it. Make sure you're following and subscribing. Uh, and if you want to leave a five-star review, please do so. I love reading the five-star reviews. I don't want to read any one-star reviews, so please only leave five-star reviews. And our question today came from uh, one of my clients, and they said, Hey, Will, I was listening to your credit card episode, and I had a quick question. I know you said you can use manual underwriting to get a house loan, and you said you can pay cash for a car without a credit score. Hypothetically, say you're in the baby steps and you're at the stage of buying a house and you haven't started building that car fund yet, 
and something happens to your car, it breaks down or you get in a wreck and you need to buy a new one, can you also use manual underwriting for a car loan? If need be like like an emergency situation. The and I I mean I've already I've already answered this question with uh, with this person and, and here here's what we discussed. Hypothetically, the car dealership would give you a loan for any kind of car, if, especially if you get a cosigner. They'll give you any kind of car, uh, and they'll do it without uh, running your credit score sometimes. And sometimes, <clears throat> if you do have a bad credit score or you don't have a credit score, you may need a cosigner. But this isn't hypothetically. We are not going to do this because when we're following the baby steps, it doesn't matter. If something happens to your car, you just, especially you're working on an emergency fund and Say a lot of people say, well, what if I get in a wreck? Well, that's what you have insurance for. Insurance cuts you a check for your car. But if something happens in your car, you just got to find a way to make it work in your budget. And that is why it's so key to continue your gazelle intensity from paying off all of your debt to funding your fully funded emergency fund. Because if something like this does happen, you want to be able to cash flow either the repairs or cash flow getting a new cheap car but under no circumstances are we going to get a car loan. We're not going to do that. We worked so hard to get out of debt. We are not going to go backwards in getting a car loan. And so rem- remember, guys, any question that you have, please reach out to me. There's no such thing as a dumb question. I love answering your questions because that is what keeps this show going is you sending in your questions because uh, I love uh, walking with you through these situations. And so you can always send in your questions through email at ask at evans-fc.com, through Instagram at I'm Will Evans, uh, And you can find all this in the show notes, guys. So uh, please continue to send in your questions. I love answering your questions. And it's just always a huge thank you to Ben for making the show run, making it sound great as always. And remember that no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. This is The Will Evans Show.